Welcome to Rook Riffs. I'm Will Rook, and boy, do I have a guest that is humble, really humble. Pat Nasbis, you're humble. Did you know how humble you are, Pat? <laughs> no, how humble am I? <laughs> well, well, you're so humble because you were CHRO for how many years at Xerox? Uh, a dozen years. Yeah, that was like amazing. And of course, you now sit on a number of boards for companies that we all recognize. You coach, you do so much today in this next chapter of your life. And I'm just so thrilled to have you here because we also uh, wrote a book together a few years ago, Power Partners, which really brought together the marketing and the HR mindset. And that's been you know wonderful for certainly me and Versant and you. And it's been very exciting to have you now on this new podcast format. So welcome. Well, thanks, Will. And thanks for inviting me and including me on this project. Well, the question I'd like to ask you today that so many people are asking, I know both of us, which is, you know, what are kind of the enduring reasons that people get engaged with their work? That's a great question. As we know, the world is changing very rapidly. And I keep coming back to the need for returning to first principles. People want to have an impact. They want to make a positive difference with the work that they do. Uh, they want to be a part of something bigger than themselves and their immediate job. And they want an opportunity to grow and to change and to kind of leave a mark, uh, almost their own legacy. How do you, you know, how do you build that legacy? How do you teach other people what you know and share what you've been able to accomplish? I think those principles are enduring. And it's great to say this is what employees want, but people who are working in CHRO roles, so the, the important thing is for them to make the organization align with those first principles. And so as I have learned from you in so many years, the work of the organization then is really to kind of align with these very first principles. Um, it's interesting when I think about it, I come back to something that you and I talked about probably a dozen or more years ago now, and I think probably have to give you credit for coming up with the terminology, uh, the concept of the good workplace. The work needs to be good and the workplace needs to be good. And the other important aspect of that was the work needs to be good. It needs to be meaningful, not just busy work, not just overloading people with uh, lots of tasks that don't need to be done. Uh, the other thing that that I'm particularly sensitive to is the concept of you know creating a workplace that's for adults only. Back in the day when I started uh, in the world of HR, the question was really, is the organization paternalistic? Or maternalistic, uh, paternalistic being, you know, the the father figure will take care of you, will provide for you, but will also enforce the rules and uh, will will be the disciplinarian. Uh, the maternalistic approach, which I would have to characterize more as the Xerox approach, back when I started working there, was more more nurturing. We look after you. Uh, we maybe coddle you a little bit more. But I think the reality is most people come to work expecting at some level to be treated like an adult, not like a child. Uh, so they don't need a parent. They're not looking for a parent. They're looking for a workplace. They're looking for an employer. They're looking for a relationship with that employer and with the workplace. So I think, you know, creating an adults-only workplace is really important. I think it's important to lead with and expect 
a respectful, accountable, responsible workplace, one that's results-oriented, and one that provides the proper recognition for those results. So holding people accountable, but also rewarding and recognizing them for their accomplishments, as well as keeping the, the workplace flexible, creating the proper movement. Um, and, you know, you and I have talked a lot about the concept of needing to create that movement, the flow in and out of an organization of talent and of making sure that talent gets deployed like any asset in the business. But, you know, talent assets are your most important ones, that those talent assets get deployed to their point of highest return. Um, and, uh, you know, we very often don't think about that. We don't stretch people enough. We don't enable them to try out new things and to excel and exceed even their own expectations sometimes. Wow. Well, as usual, Pat, you have shared some very powerful insights and thoughts for all of us. And I think we both agree that today's workplace needs um, an awful lot of help with respect to making sure that the culture represents the leadership of the organization, and yet the leadership of an organization needs to represent what's going on in the culture of workers today. And it's uh, it's certainly rapidly changing. So thank you so much for um, these insights. They've been great. And, um, you know, I'll self-promote a little bit of our book that's out there, Power Partners. It really brings the best of HR and marketing together. Um, and thank you so much for being part of Rook Riffs today. Well, thanks again for inviting me, Will. It's always good to catch up. 